Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. I hope you were listening last time when we read together the parables Jesus tells in Luke's Gospel, chapter 15. Those were the parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. All of what was lost was found, and that brought great joy and rejoicing to the one who did the seeking. Each parable demonstrates great spiritual truths for those who listened to Jesus that day and for those of us who listen to him this day. In these parables, I find lessons applicable to each one of us as we interact with people in our culture who believe in, accept, and promote there being more than two genders, and who separate one's gender from one's sex. As we deal with transgenderism, specifically, and the LGBTQQIA plus community more generally, I am eager to point Christians to Christ. And I begin here in Luke 15 with these parables. I want to encourage you to please read these for yourself. This is easy to remember. Get your Bible and read all of Luke chapter 15. There is much in this chapter that we can apply to our current discussion on engaging people who feel differently than we do about gender. But at the start, let me highlight just one application from Jesus' teaching. Notice the emphasis on the one. It was one sheep, one coin, and one son. A lot of effort was put into finding the one. The shepherd searched for the one sheep, the woman searched for the one coin, and the father searched for the one son. When we deal with this concern of transgender, there are more than two genders, and the separation of one's gender from one's sex, certainly we realize we are dealing with a movement we encounter a growing number of people who embrace this view of human sexuality, fueled by their accomplices in the media and in the political class, we have been hit with a massive wave of propaganda designed to shake the very foundations of what has been the true and right view of gender and sex from the beginning. As Genesis 1 verse 26 says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And actually, we have come to learn, transgender is just one of many terms used to describe a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. There really is an alphabet soup full of terms. I mentioned LGBTQQIA+. Well, not to dwell on this, but I think it will be helpful to define what each letter represents so we can see how quickly this movement will grow, sweeping up and collecting all of these people with it. L stands for lesbians. G stands for gay. B stands for bisexual. T stands for transgender, Q stands for queer, and the second Q stands for questioning, 
I stands for intersex, and A stands for asexual. And the plus symbol is used to signify all of the other gender identities and sexual orientations that letters and words cannot yet fully describe. Wow, I do not know about you, but when I think about this, and certainly when I see how persuasive this is, this movement in our society, I have a couple of different reactions. I will be honest about these. One is anger. Oh, yes. For example, when I read about drag queens being invited to public school libraries to read to children and to put on their perverted shows in front of these little ones, I tell you, I feel angry. The drag queen story hour makes me physically sick. And when I learned about the open and clear use of pornography in books to teach children, that's right, children, about sex in the schools, that made me furious. The fact that elementary through high school students are being exposed to this evil material, I found myself openly fuming when I heard of it. I want to run down and protest myself in person to the six school boards who institute it in the curriculum. And I do not think it is always wrong to feel anger. I will address this as we move through the series. Anger. But another emotion I have is sadness. I look at the individual people caught up in this movement and I see how lost they are. Apart from the protection of being in Christ, they are sitting ducks for the devil. The LGBTQQIA plus community becomes a very welcoming place for people who feel like they already do not belong. And this is especially true for young people through what they find on social media and on the internet. How many times have I gone to the Lord in prayer and cried and said, Oh God, have mercy on us. Please break through the lies and the deception and set these people free. Revive the nations, O Lord. May the truth be proclaimed, and as Christ said, the truth will set us free. I feel totally powerless to stand up against this growing movement. What can I do? What can Christians do? What can the true church do? And then I am reminded of the parables. Let me not forget, let us not forget, that within this movement, within this swelling crowd, are lost individuals whom God is seeking to save. Because, as Jesus put it, he came to seek and to save those who are lost. I think Christians like you and me, we can rage against the movement. We can't get angry when we observe how the media and the politicians and the loudest voices in the culture promote this gender and sex ideology. But we can also, and I think this is something we learn from Jesus, we must look for the one lost person. We must pray for the one lost person amidst all the lost people whom God will save. That one who will hear the truth, and the truth will set them free.
And I am fully aware that this one person may well be someone you know and love. Do you have a son or a daughter, a grandson or a granddaughter, a niece or a nephew that is identifying as someone other than male or female, or who is otherwise identifying with this movement? Do you have a spiritually lost family member or friend, a colleague or student, or a person from your church or synagogue who is caught up in redefining who they are based on what they feel? You see, it is one thing to fire up the temper with great passion against all the sexual immorality abounding in our culture. But it becomes another thing when it is our loved one who comes home and says, I am gay, or lesbian, or bisexual, or transgender, or queer, etc., whatever the case may be. Then, what do we do? How do we react? Well, he or she, this is the one whom God is seeking so that he can save this one who is lost. Totally lost. What I hope to do is to show you from within the scripture what you can articulate to the person or persons you know who are either already a part of that community or who are headed that way unless you speak the truth to them in love. Christian parents in particular, it is your responsibility to train your children in the truth of God's word, to explain to them in ways they can understand what the Bible says about gender and sex. I hope this next part of our series will help you to do this. Along these lines, there are three other points of application from Jesus' teaching of the parables in Luke 15 that we should apply to this conversation. First, in each parable, something valuable, a sheep, a coin, or a son is lost, sought, found, or restored, and celebrated. There was great value in the sheep, immeasurable value in the coin, and the highest value of all in the son. Each individual person who embraces transgenderism, this is a person with value and a person who is totally lost. Second, each individual person who embraces transgenderism is a lost sinner who, like the sheep in Jesus' parable, is helpless, like the coin is senseless, and like the prodigal son is wicked and destitute. There is so much helplessness, senselessness, wickedness, and destitution among those in our culture who embrace alternative definitions of gender and sex. The devil is really having his way. Third, in the parables, the shepherd, the woman, and the father each represents God, who after restoring the lost sinner rejoices along with all those in heaven. When God seeks and finds the spiritually lost individual who embraces transgenderism, when God saves this person from their sin, then there will be great rejoicing in heaven and here on earth. Do not lose hope. Do not give up or give in. God is still saving people, one at a time, from sin. 
As the father said to his servants when he saw his prodigal son coming home in Jesus' story, quickly bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring the fattened calf, kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. And they began to celebrate. More about seeking and saving the lost next time, because God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others, and be sure and join me for the next one.